Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana, Eshen Brenda Shoshana, with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. Here I am, back again, <laughs> like a bad dream that can't be forgotten. Boom, boom, I'm just joking. <laughs> anyway, a good dream, a bad dream, it's all a dream, that's the point. It's not good or bad, that matters when Zazen, it's a dream, a dream could be a beautiful dream we're having, could be a painful dream we're having. Wake up from all dreams. That's a huge, huge, gigantic statement. Wake up from all dreams. Well, how do we wake up? And what happens when we do it? When Does a dream disappear? Is life bland and empty? Oh, no, 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 just the opposite. Once we wake up from all dreams, life is rich, it's beautiful. And we are no longer separated from it. We are so much a part of it and so content with whatever comes, whatever kind of a wind, a breeze, a day, a moment. We're with it. We're awake. We're not adding the dream onto what's happening. And that is such an important point. And let me first say the title of our podcast for today, which is connected to this theme, is Don't Walk Away From Yourself. Mm. You know, at first I was going to say just don't walk away. And that's even better. But it's a little confusing because we are so easily effortlessly, magnetically caught. And I really mean caught, like a spider in a web, by all that is going on in our life. People we love are sick, God forbid, or something very bad is happening, seemingly so in the dream, in life, or something very good is happening, or we're frightened for what will happen. Whatever it is, we become quickly, quickly, caught into it, swooped up, swooped up into the little drama that's happening right in front of our eyes right now. And somehow we really get lost in it. And I'm not saying this is wrong or bad. I mean, I do too. Happened to me the other day. It happens, happens, happens. No matter how much you practice, it happens and that's okay. And then you pop back out of it and you see all of it with clearer or deeper eyes, but the essence is pop back out of it. Somehow get out of that web that we get caught into so naturally and effortlessly. And of course, the the Buddha said, I've come to put an end to suffering, which it sounds very tempting, very wonderful, and very maybe grandiose. Put an end to suffering, what does he mean? And Zen practice does that too. It says that too when that suffering, pain may not leave, but suffering is not necessary. Yes, we will feel pain, of course. Of course, we might get sick, we, it hurts. We stub our toe, other things happen. Somebody, we lose someone who we love, of course we feel pain. Pain, pain is one thing. Suffering is another, is another. So... How do we put an end to suffering? Suffering is what we add on to the pain we're feeling or to the scene that is being presented to us. 
to the situation that is being presented to us. Something's being presented, and we add a lot of fear onto it, a lot of thoughts about what's going to happen now, what does this mean, or memories. You know, memories just automatically come and glom on (laughs) to every situation. Memories that have been held on to, not remembered, not worked through. And by worked through, I don't mean necessarily analyzed to death. I mean acknowledged. A situation, for instance, that hasn't been digested. I love that word. I remember Soen Roshi used to say, Zazen practice is for the purpose of digesting your life. What a wonderful image and so deeply true. You know, we are so, so many, many, many stimuli come to us constantly, constantly from within and from without, constantly. Do we really digest it? Like when you have a meal, you digest it. You, have, you, you absorb the nourishment and you let go of the waste. That happens naturally. Your inner wisdom does that for you, thank goodness. We couldn't really figure out how to do that for ourselves, how to digest the food, sort it out, take what's nourishing, eliminate the waste. Actually, that's the same process of life itself, digesting our experience. But rather than digest it, we often will just walk away from it, we'll run away from it, we'll ignore it, we'll focus on something else, we'll distract ourselves from it, and that's what we do. That's just what we do. It's not bad, it's what we do, but it doesn't work. And therein comes the great medicine, which is what <laughs> Zazen, it doesn't, it, it's, it's doesn't, Say, here I am, a great medicine, but actually, when we do Zazen practice, we do naturally, intuitively, just the way we digest our food, we digest our experiences. We don't swallow them whole. We don't leave them unattended so that they're going to produce a lot of heartburn, the way undigested food will repeat on you over and over and produce a lot of heartburn. And sickness when you don't digest your food. Same thing with your life. When you don't digest your experiences, when you don't come to peace with them, or forgive them is another word we could use. But I like digest because it's very practical and it's very real. That's what we have to do. We have to digest it, absorb it. and And we do that as we sit. Now, What is it about Zazen practice that digests our food, the food of life, our experience? And that's related to the title of the podcast today. It's very, very interesting, actually, extremely interesting. We don't walk away from either our experience or, more importantly, ourself. That's a huge instruction. Don't walk away from yourself, which means this. When an experience comes to us, often, especially during these days, very powerful ones, very intense ones, but when they come, 
immediately, as I said, we jump into the experience and we begin to get engaged with it. Maybe we'll blame someone. Maybe we'll try to change the experience. Maybe we'll, we'll try to fight with it. Maybe we'll justify ourselves. That's very normal. It happens. Oh, I didn't mean this. I meant that. I didn't do this. Or on the other hand, maybe we'll start blaming and punishing ourselves or another. And something else that this is what made me do this. We'll start blaming, judging. We're getting, we engage with our experience in that way. And it's pretty easy to see that's what's happening all over the world now. That kind of engagement with our experience. However, however, please let me say that is not the same as digesting our experience because by focusing everywhere else, we are walking away from ourselves. And that's very fascinating why we do that, how we do that, it's very important to stop. And when we sit, we stop. And we allow the memories, the feelings, the thoughts, whatever is connected to the experience, the impressions, to arise. But we're not losing ourselves in the process. We don't succumb to it. We're present to it. There's a big difference. We're, we're, we're with it, and yet we are observing it. We're, we're in it and we're not at the same time. We're not rejecting the experience. We're experiencing it. But we're not getting caught up in it. We're not losing ourselves, the part that is present to it, the part that is grounded. We're grounded. We're sitting. We're not moving around. We're staying stable and receiving the experience with our mind awake and clear. We're not judging it. We're not trying to figure out what should I do next. We're just really present to it. And that awakens the part in us that is awake. As we say, wake up out of the dream. Wake up. That, be, that is practicing the practice of waking up from the experience, digesting it, and awakening. And by what I mean by awakening is not getting caught up in it, succumb to it, dissolved in it, not to disappear in it. You know, we really disappear a lot. And that is the source of our suffering and pain. We disappear. Sometimes we'll disappear in a relationship. We have a relationship and all, it's all about the other person. We don't want them to leave. We want them to be happy. We, we want to hold on to them. Whatever it might be, some attachment comes. And we kind of disappear in the relationship. We become obsessed or overwhelmed with the need for the relationship. So very interesting how this happens, not just with the relationship, but with many things in our life. We, dis- we get chewed up by it. We di- our, our sense of self, of being centered, of being fine, in any relationship, with or without any relationship, and with or without any experience, being solid, being there, being okay, no matter what is coming to us or what is being taken from us, 
because then we have ourselves. We're not walking away from ourselves. By ourselves, I'm not speaking of this ego self. And it's important to talk about that a little bit because it's different from the part that wakes up out of the dream. The the ego self is the part that loves the drama, loves the dreams, jumps right into it, can't get enough of it, searches for more drama. When one drama is over, let's have another. It's obsessed with drama, and that actually is a way of walking away from ourselves, throwing yourself into all kinds of drama. It might feel exciting. It might feel as if you're taking some kind of very virtuous or great action. It might feel that way. But ultimately, when that little drama ends... There is such a sense of emptiness often, hollowness, as the ego searches for the next drama or cause and, or mission, which is like putting a hat on a hat on our head. It's putting another head on our head. Not that I'm saying it's not important to care about a cause, to contribute to it if it resonates. For the awakened part in you deeply, of course. And I'm not saying that not to do that. But there's a way of being with a cause, a mission, with life, with all the scenes that come. There is a way that comes from a centered, grounded, compassionate, clear place. And there is a way of being it that comes from ego, which is always a frantic, compulsive, reactive place. And that is what happens when the dream takes over. It's what that's caused that frantic, compulsive, reactive place where you're not there anymore, where you've disappeared. Just your reactions are coming out. There's nobody there. There's nobody there looking at reality or even looking at sanity. The behavior then comes, is very contradictory. But it doesn't matter because it's just happening on its own from this reactive, compulsive, and ego-based place. So don't walk away from your own deepest self, which is grounded, which is clear, which is very compassionate, but it's stable. It's not getting pulled into one drama or the next You know, when we go to the theater and see a play, the most beautiful place to be is in the audience because we're watching, we're watching, we're watching. Maybe we identify with this character, that character, we go through their journey, we learn something from it. There's, we're watching. Mostly we don't get lost in the drama. So this podcast, this practice, this moment is about not walking away from yourself, digesting your experience fully. And when it's digested by the self, which that's what the self does, digests life, comes to conclusions, it's not a logical process. It's not a driven process. When we become silent, in the silence, that part of us has a chance to awaken. When we stop thrashing around and moving around, The one that knows the way 
opens its eyes. And every single one of us has that in us, the one that knows the way. Don't walk away from that. So I guess our time is up for today. I thank you so much for listening. So many wonderful emails and responses. I'm very grateful for them. You can always write to me at topspeaker at yahoo.com. I love to hear from you and I love to answer your questions. Uh, And the URL for this podcast is www.zenwisdomtoday.com. It's it's here for you. There are many, many episodes, many, many, maybe too many, (laughs) but they're all here. And thank you again. I also am getting a lot of wonderful emails about my book, Zen Play, Instructions on Becoming Fully Alive. It's available at Amazon. People are enjoying it, and I'm very grateful that they are. It just helps put your life into a different perspective, a different perspective. So if thank you again for listening, and I'll be back next week. Take good care.